And hello to you, and welcome to the Richard Nichols Podcast, the personal development podcast series that's here to help inspire, educate, and motivate you to be the best you can be. I'm psychotherapist Richard Nichols, and this is episode 175. It's titled Anxiety of the Unknown. And if you're ready, we'll start the show. Hi, pod fans. It's a new month, which means a new public episode. Remember, if you want more, you can always become a patron of the podcast by going to patreon.com. The link to my Patreon page is in the show notes, as always, and you'll get a new episode every Monday morning. This week's was the first in a series all about attachment theory, quite a big topic. So I'm going to be going through it over many episodes, I'd have thought, over the next few weeks. And if you've been thinking of becoming a patron but were waiting for the right time, this might be it, actually, because attachment and how the effects of attachment injuries affect us all is really, really useful to get your head around. Honestly, it really, really is. And I'm very happy to walk and talk you through it. So go to patreon.com forward slash Richard Nichols and you can listen to Monday's episode right now if you wanted to. Or you can wait because this might be an important episode for you too, actually. It's a topic suggestion from a patron, Gillian. Hi, Gillian. Gillian asked for my take on how to deal with the uncertainty of things being outside of our control. And over the last couple of years, I've had a few messages saying similar things, and it's cropped up in the consulting room a, a lot, actually. And one thing that has been a big cause of it, has tipped people over the edge, has been blooming Brexit. Not just that, but... But it hasn't helped. Not knowing whether something about your future is going to be easier, more difficult or exactly the same isn't helpful. It's the unknown. We like routines. Our brain loves the idea that tomorrow is going to be the same as yesterday. Because we're alive today, so yesterday must have been safe. And so our instincts want tomorrow to be the same. And life just isn't like that. Even if leaving the EU had never even been proposed, we still don't know what the future holds for us because so much is outside of our control. Almost any one of us could get a letter in the post from the local authority saying there's a proposal to put a train line through our house. And it doesn't matter how hard we work or how good we are at our job, if there are three levels of management above us that hardly know who we are and they're looking to save money and downsize the business, we could be made redundant. Companies close down. It's happening a lot lately as business models change and maybe move away from the high street. And yeah, Brexit hasn't helped there. And I'm not going to moan about that. I do enough of that when the microphone's off. So don't worry. But whether it's about our health or our job or whether our kids might get bullied at school, whatever, there's so much that could happen in our future. And although it's easier said than done, the secret to a lot of this is simply to have faith in yourself that you can deal with it then. To recognise that we don't need to deal with it in our heads now, we can deal with it then instead. If you're working in the UK and you can't stop thinking that if there is a time coming where there's no freedom of movement for you to remain here, you might have to leave the country, then know that you can deal with it then. After all, you've still got the whole of the EU to be able to move through. The UK is pretty tiny in comparison, really. There's you know half a billion people in 28 countries in the EU, they can lose the UK and still have plenty of work around. But where does that leave the ones left behind? Are we going to be okay? Well, of course we'll be okay. It's not as if we're going to war. There isn't going to be hand-to-hand combat in Aldi over the last tin of pineapples. You know, things are going to be different 
Yes, just different. Any problems we find will be overcome. We might be a small fish in the big pond of this world, but we still have a lot of businesses earning money and paying tax. This isn't going to be like the pilgrim colonists of the new world who ended up eating their own shoes and children. You know, we aren't going to starve. Things will just be different. But that, but that doesn't make for good TV, does it? Different but safe isn't as capturing as different and dangerous. So it's likely that in the run-up to when we do eventually leave, there will be some, some fear-mongering. But, you know, don't get me wrong, a lot of it is going to be based on the truth, so you might find it hard to disagree, but that doesn't mean that we won't make it work. It's just that in order to grab your attention, there's going to be angry folk on Twitter, angry folk on the news, and media companies rubbing their hands together at the prospect of making you scared so they can sell you advertising space. If you're becoming one of those angry folk, then you need to know that you need to limit your exposure to the media a bit. Keep up to date with what's going on by all means, of course, but do it in a way that isn't going to make you bang your head against a wall. Watch the satirical TV programmes instead of the news. Read the BBC's um, Everything You Need to Know in Five Minutes highlights instead of the full articles, that sort of thing. Cutting a long story short, though, whatever it is that upsets you about an uncertain and unknown future, whether it's about where you live or your job or your health... Having good foundations of emotional regulation is key to this. Having the ability to be able to deal with intrusive thoughts by focusing on something more appropriate, being able to enjoy what you are experiencing rather than worrying about what might be around the corner. These are probably the key things to a lot of issues that we have in life. But those are the things that take the most amount of effort to practice. I'm not going to patronise you and say, hey, The secret to mental health is exercise. Have you tried going for a run? Research shows that helps. Yes, it can do. It's true. It does. But I'm sure you already know that. And if you were willing to embrace that sort of lifestyle, then you may well have already done that. So well done to you. But it's not going to be the be-all and end-all. Even learning mindfulness. We see so much evidence about mental health that just says, learn mindfulness and go running. Research shows it's as good as, if not better than medication. And I get that some people might not know that. And if you didn't know that, because it's only now that you're having to tackle some issues and you're new to this, then that could be a massive eye-opener to you. And embracing uh, mindfulness and exercise, you know, that may well change your life for the good. But what if it doesn't? What if it stops you getting any worse, but the issues are still there? Because that means we have to be able to trust ourselves to deal with the worst-case scenarios. So that when our brain says... Yeah, but what if? We can mean it when we say to ourselves, I'll deal with it, it'll be alright. Yeah, but what if I get cancer? I'll deal with it, it'll be alright. Yeah, but what if it kills me? I'll deal with it, it'll be alright. Because it will be. If we have to move house because our finances have changed, it'll be alright. If our partner falls out of love with us and leaves us, it'll be alright. If our most treasured person on the planet is killed in a car accident, it will be all right. And I know that it's hard to think that way, almost almost belittling to someone's emotional state when they're going through something so traumatic, but even the worst things still become part of the past eventually. It's hard to accept it, but it's true. 
I spoke with someone whose young daughter was killed in a car accident. I think I've probably mentioned this before because if when someone asks me to talk about something on the podcast, I do tend to mention it more than once. But it was probably a while ago. But this little girl, aged about seven, I think, died in this car accident. And of course, the parents never think they can recover from that. Life will never be the same again. And no, it won't. I'm not going to lie to you. Of course, it won't be the same. I've met enough people over the years who have lost children to know that things will never be the same again. But this lady always stuck in my mind because she was she was a mess for at least a year. Holding it, holding it together in public, faking a smile if the circumstances meant that she had to, but she couldn't feel happy. And then one day, about a year after her daughter had died, she, she laughed at something. Just a, a little noise and a smile, just... Hm. But she laughed. And then she burst into tears. Because all she felt in that moment, after the smile, was guilt. How dare she laugh? How dare she be happy about anything after what she'd been through? And it was a real turning point for her to acknowledge that life needs to go on. And that she can recover from the tragedy. And that she does deserve to be happy, despite what had happened. But it was a it was a hard journey to go through. Of course it was. And I think... Something like that is a lot of people's worst case scenario, that something could generate that much trauma could happen to them. And whatever your version of it is, you need to know that even if life will never be the same again, you will be able to accept it and live with the changes. Even leaving the EU, even losing your job, even moving house, which all seem quite petty in comparison to some bigger things. What can help if your mind goes into overdrive is to look past the worst-case scenario. Often when people get thoughts stuck on a, on a topic, all they focus on is the problem. So if it's losing your job, then all they think about is the loss. But if you did lose your job, what would you do? You'd spend time looking for another one until you found work. So move forward in your mind to after the thing that worries you has become the past and recognise that everything is okay. I mean, in that situation, were you really going to have the same job until you retired anyway? And maybe you thought you would, I don't know, but that's quite unusual. And a bit limiting to a degree, but uh, every situation is different, isn't it? But what if the only job we get is half the salary and we have to sell the house and downsize? So, move it forward. What happens? Carry the story on. Well... We have a smaller house now and we we make our own pizzas on a Tuesday instead of getting a Domino's as a treat. And guess what? Everything's okay. And you get really good at making pizza. If we know that after the event we'll recover and move on, then it makes it easier to stop the intrusive thoughts because our brain likes to focus on the things it fears the most. It's a protection mechanism, isn't it? A million years ago, Homo erectus needed that ability Those that didn't got eaten by hyenas. And here we are today with way more worst case scenarios to consider because our lives have become so much more complex compared to Homo erectus. Uh, Our worries would be unrecognisable to them. The idea of moving to a new location because food was scarce would have been quite normal to us a million years ago. Maybe that's what has made us so popular on this old rock of a planet. We found this perfect middle ground between being cautious and being inquisitive. We liked the safety of familiarity, but also we're willing to take risks to make our lives better. And sometimes we have no choice because some things are outside of our control. 
whether that's about Brexit or what clothes our teenage kids wear when they go out. There are some things we just have to accept is happening, even if you shake your head at it and ask, in what way could that ever have been a good idea? Feel free to voice your concern. Your opinion is valid. Speak out if you have to. You don't have to accept things quietly. Just do it respectfully. We're all different, with differing values and priorities, and although someone wearing clothes that don't match is not quite the same as a £70 billion drop in gross domestic product that Johnson's Brexit deal would bring, but that's another story. And anyway, I said I wasn't going to moan about it, and I'm not. It is what it is. That's a phrase I tend to use a lot. It is what it is. Life is going to throw stuff at us sometimes that makes us say, it is what it is. Now, we're up to time here, pod fans, so let's leave it for today. Remember, if you enjoy this podcast, do please consider becoming a patron for uh, a fiver each month or thereabouts. I get five quid from you, but apparently Patreon add VAT to it, depending on which country you're in, so it might end up being more like £6.50 if you're in the UK. Still less than the price of a bottle of Rioja or a Sauvignon Blanc, though. And the effects of it would stay with you for much longer, especially as I give you access to my hypnotherapy audio to chill out to as well and practice being mindful with. And also you get a lovely little feeling that you're helping making the world a better place by supporting me because I really don't want to put adverts on this show. That does not feel right at all, but it, you know it costs to do this. So here's to the future. Let's make it work. And I'll either speak to you on Monday, continuing my attachment theory stuff, or I'll be back next month. Either way, I shall speak to you then. Take care.